Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome into a very special edition of Final Whistle. Usually I record on Tuesdays and Fridays, but I have a special guest who took time out of her day today to come speak with us. So I have Khadija Simmons, assistant basketball coach of the Seton Hall women's basketball team. Uh, one of the greatest Seton Hall players in history. She leads, uh, she's the leader in assists, steals, being the third all-time leading scorer in Seton Hall women's basketball history. Khadija, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to speak with us today. Yeah, no problem. Anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So let's uh, just jump right in. I want to start uh, early on, especially for you. Uh, you were a Newark South Orange grown, uh, then you ended up committing to Seton Hall. Did did your being staying close to home, did that play any role of you staying uh, close to home and selecting the Seton Hall Pirates, being an yeah, All-American? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at first, um, you know, because Seton Hall was recruiting me really early, and I thought that I wanted to go away from home, you know. So um, I never really considered Seton Hall until I actually started to consider them. And um, so they reached out to me, and um, we spoke, and they brought me up on campus, and you know, I had other offers uh, to play other other places, but and I had visits set up as well. But once I, you know, visit Seton Hall, I just thought that you know it's close to home. My family can come watch me play, and I'm a huge family person. So, um, having my mom, my grandma, my siblings, and everyone, you know, there at my games to support me was was huge, and the reason why I chose Seton Hall. That's fantastic. Little homegrown story there. And then um, I just want to transi uh, transitioning to once you started coming onto campus, I know Seton Hall was struggling a little bit at the time in, within the program. How was playing as a freshman right away create an impact for you and then trying to create a culture, a winning culture within the Seton Hall program? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just wanted to play right away, you know, and um, the coach who recruited me, she was you know, huge on, you know, me just going there and, and helping and, and just playing for her and, and her program. So um, I just wanted to go somewhere where I knew I was going to play. You know, I didn't want to sit on a bench. I didn't want to play behind anyone. Um, I knew that, you know, I could come in and impact the program as, as soon as I, you know, as soon as I put a jersey on, you know, I was just that confident. And um, I just thought that the program can only rise from here. And um, so it was huge for me to just, you know, play right away. She promised me that. Um, and you know, it just took off from there. Like, I really trusted her. Uh, I knew she was going to help me grow as a, as a person, as a player. So um, it was just the right fit for me. Absolutely. And then uh, I know the team was going through a little bit of a rough patch. You ended up getting injured uh, in your sophomore year, uh, taking your medical red shirt. And then how did – so what was that process like, trying to recover uh, and re-motivate yourself and try and reignite the – the team, especially with you coming off of an injury, trying to find a new focus and a, a new perspective in the game after being injured. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. You know, injuries are tough, but it's a part of the game. Um, but the injury I had, you know, I couldn't play for, couldn't, you know, compete um, for a year, a complete year. And um, so it was it was tough, you know, especially being like the, the captain and leader of the program. It's kind of like, how do I still, you know, impact my team? And how, how can I motivate them? And I'm not on the floor, you know, like I'm not playing. My team is struggling without me. And it was just, it was, it was a huge, huge uh, blow for me. And um, I actually, you know, I checked out at one point, you know, like I just, I just wasn't, you know, cheering anymore. Like, you know, class, I wasn't doing well in classes. Like I really was going through um, a lot that year. And 
So my teammates just, you know, encouraged me. My my coaches continued to encourage me, told me that, you know, they need to hear my voice. You know, I need to be vocal, continue to, you know, lead them from the bench. And, and that's what I did. Um, and it, it, like I said, you know, tearing ACL is just, it's just, it's tough, you know. And I always use basketball as an outlet. So, you know, it's times where I couldn't walk, I couldn't run because of the process. And so it's like, are you know, if I'm stressed out and, you know, I'm down and out, I used to turn to basketball, but where do I turn if I can't, you know, play basketball? So it was just huge. But, you know, I was able to watch my team, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we struggled, you know. So I just saw certain things that, you know, I wanted to be better as a player. And, and I also wanted to be better for my team. So um, it was it was, it was kind of like a – it was, it was like a blessing in disguise, honestly, because I, I felt like I learned a lot and so much I learned just by watching my team and, and watching film and just just watching the game, like I, I think I've grown from that moment um, as as a better player and as a better leader. Did you think you gained a different perspective, especially watching from the bench for the entire year? And what did you take into the following year by watching that entire season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just you know from a basketball perspective, like I would see you know you know my teammates miss you know wide open shots, you know and and. And now I'm like, you know, I don't want to miss wide open shots. I see how important it is to make that, you know, that shot when you're wide open, you know. Um, you know, even you know, just being more vocal, um, just just having a, a, a better presence. I just knew that, you know, I needed to provide that, you know, because I was more of a, like, I always led by example. I didn't really speak much, but, you know, after watching my team, I just, I just realized that like, my voice has to be heard and I have to lead. Um, vocally as well as you know with my actions um, so I think you know and also I felt like you know being that I, I, I gained an extra year I was able to just you know lift more you know go to the weight room more and you know I was older so I, I gained a, a just a different perspective of the game you know I, I even cherished and valued the game of battle more than before I got injured so it, it was a lot to, I took a lot away from that moment and it definitely um you know molded me into the player and the uh, the person that I am today and the player that I was back then. That's phenomenal. And just, I know you start, you really took off your red shirt junior and your red shirt, red shirt senior years. What, uh, what fueled you to try and almost become that person that you wanted to have the ball down the stretch late in games and to be that true leader to help this team, especially in 2015, really take off and bring Seton Hall back to some prominence. Yeah, I mean, the coach I had, you know, playing for Ann Donovan, you know, she played, um, she played professionally, um, and she uh, coached in the WNBA, she coached the Olympic team, she played for the Olympic team, so just her, her perspective and, and what she brought to the program helped me, it, it molded me, and the way she spoke to me and encouraged me was the same way she spoke and encouraged her, uh, her pro um, athletes that she was coaching, so, you know, she, she gave me that confidence and demanded more from me, you know, so at the end of the shot clock, you know, she told me, listen, I want, I want the ball in your hands. You know, and she was saying in front of the team so that the team knows, you know, the ball has to be in Dee's hands at the end of the shot clock. You know, Dee has to take these shots. And um, it's times where, you know, because I used to pass up the shots. You know, we would watch film and she's just like, you know, listen, you have to take these shots. You know, I don't care. You make it, you miss it. I don't care. You know, you have to take those shots. And so, you know, after her departure, she went back to the WBA to coach. It stuck with me, you know. And, you know, I always watch basketball, so I watch – you know, the Cappy Pondexters and Diana Tarasi's and all those big-time players, they want the ball in their hands at the end of the shot clock, at the end of the game. 
you know, and I just took that on and I just, I had the confidence um, and she, she gave me that. So it was just, it was honestly, you know, after she left, you know, Coach B came in, you know, it just stuck with me and that's just, that's just who I became. You know, I just wanted the ball in my hands every, every chance I got. <laughs> Without a doubt. Take that, put the team on your shoulders, no matter what the cost was, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then just, all right, tell me about this 2015 team that ended up making history, co-regular season champs in the Big East, receiving an at-large berth into the NCAA tournament, which was the first time in over 20 years being able to reach back to the dance. What, how, what was this 2015's ident team's identity? And, like, how were you guys able to grow so well and be able to be regular season champs, post-regular season champs, excuse me, in the Big East yeah, Conference? You know, that team, we were so confident, you know, and the year before that, we made it to the um, Sweet 16 of the WNIT. And, you know, we were competing with these teams. And, you know, you know, I look, I took it as if I'm like, you know, we're playing against the teams that came second in their conference. You know, so if if we can compete against these teams, I mean, I, I don't I, I like my chances with anybody, you know. And so I just just molded my team, motivated them to just believe that as well. And, you know. And after, you know, I was able to bring in my, my friend, I call her my cousin, uh, Deja Simmons. I was able to bring her in because I knew she was leaving Alabama. So I just, you know, reached out to her. I said, listen, I need your help. And, you know, and, she, and it was crazy because she didn't, she didn't want to step on my toes. You know, she, she saw that, you know, what I was doing for CN Hall. And she didn't want to, like, out of respect, you know, she just didn't want to, you know, come to the program and, you know, just, just inter, interfere with, you know, what I had going on. But, you know, I wanted to win so bad. I don't, I, I don't care. You know, I knew she was just she was gonna be a great addition for us, and so I was able to you know encourage her to come play with me her fifth year and and play with my fifth year. So we had a lot of experience on that team. You know, she was a fifth year, I was a fifth year. Janae Johnson, um, she was a sixth year. Um, Tab, you know, she stayed in the program since her freshman year, and uh, Chizzy, she was a senior. So you know, that starting five, you know, we had so much experience, and we played together other than Deja. But with her being so experienced and, and older, you know, she was just able to adapt to her role and everybody embraced her. And we knew, you know, we knew that we were unstoppable. You know, we, we knew it and we played every game as if, you know, we were the best team in the country. And, and it got us to, to, the, Swiss, uh, to the, um, the tournament. And it was, it was, it was this amazing feeling for me. And, and it was something I always dreamed about for, for the program. And I wanted for the program. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just talk about Coach B for a second, Coach Bazella. What kind of impact has he brought to you when he came into the program and now you being a coach working under him? What, what is that like? What is, what is Coach Bazella to you? I mean, he, he's given me an opportunity to, to come back to see Hall, to, to coach, you know, and I'll forever be grateful for that. Um, he came in and took over the program, and, and he's a winner, you know. Like, that's one thing that, you know, you just can't, you know, you just can't take from him. You know, he's a winner. Like, you know, he, he was winning at Iona. He came here. He changed the offense, and we started to win. Um, we, we believed in him. You know, at first, you know, you know, nobody likes change, right? So, you know, when he came in, you know, the team just really didn't, um, didn't want change. You know, so we didn't really adapt to the, to the, uh, the staff as quickly as we should have. Um, but then when we started winning, we're like, you know what, listen, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. You know, we, we need to, you know, follow the game plan and, and just do what's, what's asked. And, and we started to win more games. And, you know, he's been very, as a coach, he's, he's always encouraged me 
Um, he always just, you know, gave me that, you know, that extra confidence that, that a player wants to have, you know, walking on the floor. You know, every time I stepped foot on the floor, he always told me I was the best, best player on the floor, you know, and that, that meant a lot to me. And coming back to coach with him and, and learn so much from him is just, it's just, it's just an honor. It's, it's really an honor. Absolutely. That's awesome. I mean, I've gotten to know Coach B a little well myself working in the athletic department. He's just a, just, he's always happy, you know. He's always, he's always got a smile on his face, even if he's, if it's a little rough going on with him, but he's always trying to make every everybody else in the department happy. Awesome yeah. to see as well. On and off the court, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, and, all right, I got to go to this. Last June, you were inducted into the, Seton Hall Athletics Hall of Fame, one of the youngest to ever do it. Just, just walk me through that. What, what, how, what's that honor feel like being a Seton Hall Hall of Famer? And I, I honestly, I never thought that that would happen. You know, like I said, you know, coming to Seton Hall, I just wanted to just help. I just wanted to just impact the program. That's all I wanted. And, and I definitely wanted Seton Hall to be, you know, one of the teams that, you know, or one of the programs that you hear about more than Rutgers and St. John's, you know, when, when people talk about Jersey, it's just Rutgers, 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 you know, it's never, you never really heard Seton Hall, at least me growing up. I, I didn't really hear about Seton Hall and I wanted Seton Hall to be, you know, brought back to the forefront. You know, I wanted people to, you know, when you think about playing basketball in Jersey, you also think about Seton Hall, you know, outside of Rutgers. And so that's what I wanted for the program as well. And, and now I think we've definitely done that. And, and that was, that was huge for me. That's all I wanted for the program. And so to, to be inducted, it was just like, wow, like I, I guess I really did impact this program. And it just means a lot, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, my hard work and everything I've done for the program is, is appreciated. Absolutely. And it's really an honor that like, I got to know you on a personal level as well. It's like, it's awesome just to like, to, to get to know you on a personal level, on a professional level, it's been a real treat for me as well. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. And then I, uh, just a little bit of a personal question for you. Out of all the accolades that you've received in your career, which one is your personal favorite? Mm, I mean, outside of the Hall of Fame, I would – I would say being um, being an All American, um, you know, like that on on in the NCAA, like that. That's just you know, just having that um, acknowledgement um, just means a lot, you know. And that's what I needed, you know. I needed I needed those, um, you know, those. I, I needed to play at that level, you know. I needed to play in the NCAA tournament. I needed that acknowledgement to 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 possibly get to the WNBA, you know, and, and I knew, and my team knew, you know, my teammates used to play for me, you know, and that, and that, that was huge too. You know, my teammates, most of them didn't want to play professional, you know, and, but I did. So they knew that, you know, we had to win and, you know, and every day, you know, they played for me and they, they wanted to win for me, you know, and that, that was just huge. Like getting that from my teammates, um, getting there all every single day, just because they knew how important it was for me to, to get to the national level and receive those accolades was just, just, I mean, I, I will forever cherish my teammates, you know, and, and I think, you know, just being, like I said, being an All-American, um, 
just being one of the chosen players in the in a, out of all of NCAA, um, you know, getting that is just it was just huge for me, and I'll, I'll forever cherish that as well. Absolutely. Just what was what was it like being able to be playing professionally? What how how was it, how was the game different, if at all? And can you go you know, into detail a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So you know, so Ann Donovan, she left. Um, you know, seeing Hall to go back to coaching in the WNBA, and she was at Connecticut. And yes. so, um, you know, and, you know, so I had an agent, and he, you know, he was talking to teams and everything like that, but we weren't really, you know, sure if I was going to get drafted or not. You know, I liked my chances, though, because it's crazy. Like, a lot of the point guards that got drafted that year, we played, and we beat them, you know, and my numbers were better. So it was just weird that, you know, um, you know, they got drafted over me. Um, but also, you know, again, I felt I feel like if if Seton Hall, we would have won, you know, my freshman year. If we've just been at the top of the Big East, then I would have had – I probably would have got drafted because these guards, you know, they go into these big-time schools and they're winning every single year. So that helped them as well, you know. And, and we didn't have that, you know. We was building and trying to get there. Um, so – you know, so they got drafted over me, but, you know, Ann Donovan, she brought me into training camp. You know, she gave me that opportunity um, to, to, to uh, play with her and, and her team at, in, in Connecticut. And so, you know, I played in all the exhibition games. I played in all of the scrimmages. Um, then they already had their roster, so they already had 12, like a 12-player roster already. So she really brought me in to, to get that experience to play against other teams. And if they was to, you know, call her about me, then, you know, you know, she would have, you know, great things to say about me and just, just so I can get seen pretty much. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it was great, man. I mean, playing in WNBA was just amazing. Like, it, it's just, it's amazing. And then playing overseas was is just also amazing as well. It was a great opportunity to leave the country and travel and, and just play, you know, and you play professionally. So it's, it's a job now. And it's much different, you know, it's, and I think, you know, a lot of players don't really understand how different it is because it's, it's now a job, you know. It's it's not college basketball where, you know, you get free gear, you know what I'm saying? Like, you play in front of your family. Like, it's just completely different. And um, and that was tough for me, too, you know, being away from home, not having my, my, my support system with me um, like they were uh, when I was in college. So it was, it was definitely uh, difficult for me. But um, it's, it's, it's just a business. It's a business. Yeah. Um, and I actually would prefer playing in a WBA over um, going overseas any day. Like overseas was just, it was just a lot. It was, it's yeah, how much how much different do the international teams play in comparison to the WNBA? I know the style of the game's a little bit different on 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 some level. Yeah, and it's it's just you know so you know certain calls you know so like things that I used to do or the way I play now like you know I, I'll say like my first step you know. I can get away with that. It's not a travel, you know, I just step and go internationally as a travel. So mm -hmm. I had to just change my game. Cause that was, you know, I, I, I relied on that. I relied on, you know, getting past my defender, but they said, you know, it was a travel. So I'm like, so I literally have to catch the ball, dribble first and then go where I couldn't just get it, rip and go. Cause that's a travel. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just very difficult. And then I think another thing playing um, overseas, it was just, you know, because we were, or because I was American and other Americans experienced the same thing, um, we don't get fouls called for us, you know, like we have to literally get knocked over to get calls, you know, and I don't, I don't know what that's about, but it's, it was just, overseas is just different and WNBA is, 
you know, it's just like college in a sense, but you're able to touch more, you know, NCAA on a woman's side, you can't put your hand on, on a defender, mm-hmm. an offensive player. So, um, but playing WNBA, you can be more physical, um, you can just play basketball, you know, it's, I loved it. I loved it. It was by far one of the best experiences for me. Like I played against, you know, Cappy Pond, Dexter, I played against, um, you know, a, a ton of great players. And it was just, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. That's why, you know, I like coaching, you know, like I, I, I want the girls to experience that, you know, I want them to, to understand how hard it is to get there, you know, and, and I love coaching. I, I really love coaching. I enjoy it. And, and, and that's why I got into coaching to, to, to give those girls the, or try to get those girls to have the same experience that I had, you know, from, the coaches I played for to, to get in to play professionally like it is great the coaches that I played for you know they they gave back to me you know they they molded me they helped me grow as a as a woman you know and that's just something that I want to provide for for, for our, our girls today uh, absolutely that's a great segue into my next question actually what has, well what's the difference been like from adjusting from a player now to a coach what's what's that di- challenge been like yeah, it, it's been, I think my first year was, it was a little challenging me because I wanted, I didn't want to be seen as, you know, Didi, the basketball player, you know, I wanted to be seen as now a coach. And, you know, so trying to, you know, transition was a little bit tough because I didn't, you know, I didn't want the girls to, to look at me as if like, I'm like a peer, you know, and, but other, you know, but, but instead I wanted them to, you know, respect me, understand that I'm a coach now. You know, and I, I don't play anymore. But, you know, I, I don't mind playing basketball with them, but I just didn't want to be seen as, like, you know, like another teammate pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I, I had to find a balance. You know, I definitely had to find a balance of you know, how to communicate to them as a coach. Um, and, and so it, it was difficult at first um, just coming in and trying to just, like I said, demand that, um, that respect as just a coach other than a player. You know, they, they – of course, know who I am. Um, they definitely respect you know what I've done for the program, so they they know that part. But it's just getting them to now, you know, just understand that I'm no longer a player, and you know, certain things I'm just not gonna tolerate because I'm now a coach. You know, so that was that was a little bit tough, but you know, now you know I think they got it. They figured it out. They know that you know when we step in those lines, it's all about basketball. You know, it's all about basketball. Outside, we can joke. I don't mind. We can do whatever. But, you know, when we step in those lines, it's, it's about basketball. And, and it's, it's our goal is to win, is to continue to build a program, which I'm very passionate about. Um, and, and, and that's it, you know. So, but like I said, I love, I love what I do. Um, the girls are great. Like, uh, they respect me. They embraced me when I came in. The staff loves me. I love them back. Um, and I just love being at Seattle Hall. You know, I love, love, love being at Seattle Absolutely. And then let's just transition to, to this year now. So I know you guys had a little bit of a stoppage with due to, due to COVID-19 and I, everyone's going through it. It's a little, it's just impressive that you guys are even out there playing, which is a huge, uh, huge win in and itself. But um, how difficult has it been trying to handle COVID-19 with this season with so many uncertainties going along with it yeah I mean we're still handling it you know like I don't think there's a, a right way to do it or a wrong way to do it like I really you know I think everybody's just learning as, as the season you know go on and 
you know, it was, you know, we did have to shut down and, you know, we couldn't practice, you know, the girls couldn't do anything, you know, they couldn't do anything. But what we did was, which was great, you know, Coach B actually prepared for that. And so before that even happened, we had put together like a, uh, like a, a package pretty much. Um, and in that, you know, it had, you know, a scouting report of the, the, the upcoming games. They had, you know, um, like a workout session in there where they can like look on YouTube. We gave them a basketball as well. We gave them um, a, a stretch band so they could stretch. We also gave them a dumbbell so that, you know, you know, if they wanted to, they can still, you know, try to get a workout in, in the room, try to dribble the basketball a little bit. Um, so, you know, we actually kind of prepared for that. Um, so, but again, you know, there's nothing like getting on the floor and, and running up and down. So the girls were definitely windy when they came back. Um, and they still trying to figure it out, you know. So um, our upcoming game, my first game is going to be interesting to see how the girls respond, see how their bodies respond, um, and go from there because it's, it's tough. You know, it's a really tough, um, tough process. You know, even setting up the gym now is different. Everything's different. We're still figuring it out. We're still figuring it out. Absolutely. And then just what has been the hardest uh, issue with trying, especially with scheduling? You're gonna, you guys have already postponed games or canceled games, and then you're rescheduling different games that you may not end up have thought you would have, like in playing on a couple days, like, hey, you're playing this person, that game gets canceled, and you're playing a completely different opponent. What is the challenge of being trying to be prepared for these kind of games uh, been like? Yeah, I mean, Coach B, he's been doing an amazing job with, you know, just trying to reschedule games and calling up his friends to try to get, you know, get those uh, get games going. Because um, uh, most of our games, our out-of-conference games are all, like, um, close games, you know. So we're playing, like, Ryder. Well, we would have played Ryder. Um, we're playing Fordham, who's close to us. We're playing St. Peter's, who's close. We're playing all local teams, you know. So that's what, you know, Coach B's been trying to do. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's tough. And the girls understand that, you know. So, you know, we we had to prepare, you know, for – now we prepare for teams that we, we weren't going you know, and the girls, like, they just want to play. Like, they've been practicing since July, you know. So, at this point, they just want to play. And they don't care who they play. They just want to play. And that's been great, too, you know. So, they don't they don't mind if it's – if we have one day to prepare, two days to prepare. They, it really doesn't matter to them. They just want to play. Mm-hmm. So, it's been tough for us as a staff. But um, it's been easy to, um, to coach the girls because they just want to play. Absolutely. And then just uh, my final couple questions – uh, what does this team need to do this season to be to have a successful year? And what are your team's overall team goals going into this season? Yeah, I mean, the, we're just big right now on just playing together. You know, we have uh, four freshmen. Um, and, you know, we lost some seniors last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to get our team right now to just, just believe in each other, play with confidence, and, and play as a team. You know, we, we're going to do, we're going to, our style doesn't change. You know, we're going to run the floor. That's what we're going to do. We're going to run, we're going to push. We're going to try to score the basketball every chance we get. Um, and, and that's that's what we want to do, you know. So that didn't change. But we just, right now, we just want the girls to just believe in each other and, and play for each other, you know. And that's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. And um, I think it's great that they all get the, uh, this year back, you know. So, you know, right now we're just like, you know, just let's just play. Let's have fun. Let's figure it out. And, and just go for it, you know. I think we definitely can be at least top five in the Big East this year, you know. Um, and I actually, I think, you know, 
I, I like our chances against UConn, honestly. You know, last year we played UConn. Um, you know, my, our team was very confident. And that's one thing that, you know, like I, I just try to harp on, like, you know, just play with confidence, play with confidence. And last year's team had that. And, you know, this year's team, I think I think they're definitely confident, but, you know, they have their moments, you know, and they're, they're young. So they have they, they have their moments where, you know, they, they need us to, to give them that confidence and motivate them and reassure them. Um, but, you know, I like our chances against anybody in the Big East. And, and I mean, I definitely want to finish first. And that that's the goal, you know, that's the goal, finish first and, and, and to compete, compete. That's it. Yeah, as a Seton Hall alum, myself, all we want is to see is success, all right? We want that success for the kids, especially for them. Um, Khadija, thank you for taking your time out of your day today. I know you guys open up tomorrow against St. Peter's. Congrat uh, good luck, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks for coming on and taking your time out of your day. No problem. Anytime, anytime. Appreciate it. Of course. That's it for uh, this edition of Final Whistle. Have a good day, everybody.